Happy Friday, everyone, and thank you for joining us on Fried Okra, the public education podcast for Oklahomans. I'm Ellen Pogamiller with the Oklahoma Education Association. And I'm Catherine Bishop, president of OEA. Fried Okra is a weekly podcast where we get together to talk about public education issues in Oklahoma. We hope you'll join us every Friday. And this morning, we are joined by Ivy Riggs. Ivy. Ivy. <laughs> There's a chant for you. Good morning. So, yes, morning, Ivy. So, big week unexpectedly at the Capitol, yeah, right? Yeah, turned, turned bigger, didn't it? Yeah. So, tell why, us a little- Why was it bigger? Yeah. So, they kind of surprised everybody with a special session. Oh, there is nothing better than a special session. It, yeah, I, I have a different thoughts about that, but- <laughs> But you get an X- after the bill, it's number. true. It's true. X. So what? So what kicked this off? Is it? So, in light of a lot of the stories that have come out about federal funds and how they're being spent mm. and questionable spending and contracts and who approved and didn't, you know, all the things right now. All the now finger that pointing that's happening. So yeah. much finger pointing. Mm. They were doing an audit of the ARPA funds, and so much of them haven't been spent. And there's a special committee. Uh, both uh, House and Senate, Republicans and Democrats, uh, so pretty comprehensive committee that have made a ton of recommendations, rural and urban, and lots of needs in the state. And of, gosh, I'm, I'm going to make up a, a number. I want to say it's somewhere in the 30-some recommendations they've made. Only two have actually happened. So the concern is um, maybe they need some help. Okay. So ARP, ARPA, whatever we call them. I mean, there's been like three rounds of federal Correct. funding. Um, so this is the last round. So is this, I was kind of confused. Is this the funds that was just like given to the state or are these including the funds that were given to the state department to go to schools? Are these like, like the, this is like their pot of money. To the spend. pot of money that's being spent. Uh, discussed in special session is just the state allocated wow. funds, so not the agency funds. Wow. So to to the governor's office, and they get to decide. Well, they did appoint a committee, so it's not just you know five guys in a room deciding. It's I don't know, maybe closer to fifteen. <laughs> so so how much are we talking here? There, um, like billions of dollars, millions I can't of dollars. Remember off the top of my head, I don't either. I should know that millions. I'm gonna, millions, I'm, or did I see eight billion? No, no, that could have been the first round. That could have so, been another one. <laughs> yeah, there have been many rounds, and it is confusing. So this special session basically is to uh, they're writing bills. Um, there have been forty to fifty shell bills. Right now, they're shell mm. bills because they'll put language in it, and you know, it, it they. They don't have to follow the same timeline as a regular session, but they do have to follow the same process where they go through a committee and they have language and then they're, you know, a first reading and a second reading and a third reading. And uh, Ellen, did you find a number? I did. It's $1.8 billion. Okay. Oh, I knew there was an eight okay. in there. Just one, okay. just 1.8, not right. 8 billion. Yes. Yeah. 1.8 so, billion. Yes. A little tiny number. So it's quite a bit of money. And, and basically it is saying we want to say in how the money is spent mm -hmm. because it's not being spent. They're not necessarily unhappy with how it's being spent, but the fact that it isn't being spent. And the concern is we have a lot of needs in our state and why aren't we using mm -hmm. this, this mm -hmm. relief money? So they're going to file bills that will go through the process, both chambers, and they still will go to the governor's desk. So it's not like he won't have a say. It'll just be like he can, he can accept it or veto it just like any other bill. And so that'll be kind of throughout the summer. Yeah, right? they, they if if you hear them say it's running concurrently, mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. started this week 
and they have they'll they'll uh, you'll you'll hear them say we're gaveling into regular session and then gaveling gaveling out. out. We're gaveling into special session, session, gaveling out. So they they do have to separate it, but it can happen on the same day. It can happen, you know, almost parallel mm-hmm. to the regular What's session. What's the five day deal with the special? I keep I keep reading about. Does it have to? Last for like five days, at least five days. I do believe just because of the timeline, because when you, when you hear it in committee 24 hours Uh, later, it can be heard on the floor, Mm -hmm. then it can be heard in the opposite chamber. So, so you do it, it just because of the timeline requirements, it, it, so There's no way to make it happen. Like fast tracked. I think so. So, and in five days is still fast tracked, but not crazy time. So this 1.8 billion dollars has just been sitting there. Correct. Ready to be spent. Correct. And Representative Hilbert actually said, you know, with inflation, we're losing money. You know, that was one of the quotes he said. It's not like like earning interest or anything No, it's not earning interest at this point. And and, and, and costs are going up. So it's going to, it's going to be able to purchase less than it would have six months ago. Correct. Makes sense. So, so that was one of the, so that's like. So that's, that's one big whammy this week. Right. The other thing is the actual budget in regular session. So they, um. Over the weekend, let's see, Friday, they, they're, they're all the rumors of we have a deal, we have a budget, we lots of conversations around it. Over the weekend, there were some breakdowns. We saw a few budget, we saw a few of the bills. Then on Monday, uh, you know, JCAB was supposed to, uh, J- Joint, Joint Committee, Committee on, on Appropriation and Budget, <laughs> was supposed to meet at 2. Then it was going to be 3, and then it was going to be 6 p.m., and then it was going to be 6.45 p.m., and then it was canceled. And so, you know, all the lots of frustration. So at this mm-hmm. point, you're still talking about a pretty small group of folks who know what the, the budget is. So you saw different legislators tweeting about, hey, we're sitting around waiting on this. We still haven't seen it. We're going to be asked to spend $8 billion. Oh, there's the $8 billion. There you go. Okay. Yes. That's the actual budget. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so there is a lot of frustration in that. And, and, and um, probably the Democrats were more openly vocal about it. But in conversations, you, you see folks in both parties frustrated that, that they're going to be asked to vote on a budget that they hadn't seen mm-hmm. yet. Sometimes the the problem is it takes them a while to to come to an agreement between the House and the Senate appropriations chairs and those, you know, other subcommittee appropriations chairs involved in that conversation. You bring the governor's staff in, do they agree or not? You know, it's it's it takes a long time to get there. Then the staff has to go and write it. Yeah. So on Monday, we we ran into, you can just do so much in a small amount of time. So so they just, frankly, they just ran out of time. We saw Cab on Tuesday morning. They did see the budget bills on Monday night, not in enough time to hold the meetings. It just, um, just didn't quite work out. So <clears throat> this morning, the education budget was heard on the Senate floor. Yesterday on the House floor, this morning on the Senate floor, um, so they, they're meeting this morning? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Whoa, that is a rarity. It is a rarity. Uh, Fridays usually don't happen. But but um, so another five-day window you may have heard them talking about is they're not going to um, adjourn at the end of today. They're going to recess mm-hmm. so that uh, if it, one of the timelines, one of the requirements in session is if you're in session, the governor has five days, excluding Sundays, Saturdays count, Sundays don't, five days to either veto a law or sign it, 
right? If he doesn't, it becomes law. Well, if he vetoes the budget, we keep hearing leadership say they've got enough votes to override those Mm -hmm. vetoes. So they're giving themselves through next Thursday. That's that five-day window. So if they need to come back next Friday, which is the deadline, they can come back and override vetoes. Because he's he's vetoed several. He's vetoed a lot of things. One of them, probably the biggest one is uh, folks nominated or appointed on his cabinet don't have to give financial yeah, disclosures. Saw that. Which and, in, in light of a few things lately, that's pretty important. And and the thing we're kind of talking about, if you haven't gotten the chance, Oklahoma Watch and Frontier yeah. have an article on kind of funding for the Secretary of Education yeah. position. A couple they're, of articles. They're, they're kind couple of doing of like a expose where they're kind of just releasing them a little bit at like a time. This second one, maybe or third, or with the big asterisk yeah. that where are these funds coming from, and if that information had been disclosed, mm-hmm. would legislators have thought differently about the appointment of this position? Yeah. There, I just I feel like those articles are starting to connect the dots. How many? Uh, let's just let's just lay it out on the table. Um, the certain organizations, nonprofits are being funded by out-of-state money um, that is tied to very pro-voucher, pro-choice organizations. And and then you're seeing bills that were pushed um, along those same lines. It, it's just those articles are kind of connecting all the players and all the dots. It's been fascinating. Yeah, I mean, it, if you don't mind, I'd like it takes a second just to connect those dots and and this is this is not about Ryan Walters personally. This is just about a position that is this their sole job is to be the education policy expert for the governor. So so that's our deal, right? Education. Mm-hmm. So there's a person in that position that that advises him on healthcare and transportation mm-hmm. and all the other things. Tourism. But we care yeah. <laughs> we care the most about education, right? Mm-hmm. So the person that is advising him on education runs a nonprofit that is funded by out-of-state groups, mm-hmm. uh, the Koch brothers, mm-hmm. Americans Federation for, for Children, children. Yeah. Um, Betsy DeVos, yeah. Janet Barisi, if those things ring a bell. Those are all the, the groups that are paying his salary. Uh, and, and your salary becomes your, your priority, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. Our members pay my salary and I listen to them and that's how I go do my job. So um, the, the, the connection of those dots about how hard they pushed on vouchers and how hard they're pushing on, say, the Senate Bill 1621 with this charter school board bill, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, a lot of folks have some concerns about those being huge conflicts of interest. Yeah. And yeah. Had we not vetoed that bill, had we had this bill last year where we had to disclose our, our finances and where our salaries were coming from and, and people could have then gone and gotten some figures, um, I, I, maybe we don't give him the the authority he's got. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I do think, you know, when we talk about nonprofits, nonprofits have very strict guidelines for how they can use that money yeah. within advocacy. Yeah. Absolutely. And so specifically the limits to lobbying, yeah. the specifically the limits to lobbying. And in that article, it really talks about it, taking it beyond that mm-hmm. limit and exercising in a capacity that nonprofits 
it's it's illegal. You know, that's against yeah. every the their tax status. And if they want to be able to do that kind of work, they have to be a different category right. of nonprofit. So are you saying like a nonprofit couldn't actually hire a lobbyist? They can hire a lobbyist, but it's the amount of funding that they have uh, dedicated to that work yeah. has to be very limited. Very tiny. Very, a, a small percentage. Very small percentage. And, and it is a giant work. <laughs> and it's a giant part of their budget is dedicated to his salary, which is all advising. It's the ab- yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so it's very, it's very tricky. So definitely we will link to that article. So fascinating. Um, Ivy, we didn't, we didn't specifically say education budget. What it. Sure. So it was an incredibly disappointing budget in a year where all we hear about is the surplus in our state and record tax collections and record funding. Their authorization was like way. Oh my goodness! Like their billion came out again. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You do like that word today. I do. (laughs) Just because it's shoe money. (laughs) (laughs) So last year, technically, the numbers being reported, our budget is larger than it was last year. The education. Big giant budget that will go to SDE to be spent on lots and lots of things, some of which goes to schools, is $3.164 billion last year, $3.181 billion this year. So a smaller percentage of the entire state budget this year, 33% where last year it was 36%, but close, mm-hmm. right? It's close, yeah. It's, it's a bit misleading, though. What we what we have this year are some extra line that we call them line items mm-hmm. where it's where it's earmarked for certain things, which just means schools aren't going to get that freedom to um, put in a salary do, or do, whatever, do what the, whatever yeah. their mm-hmm. priority is. Every school has different yeah. needs and different yeah. different things going on. Uh, some schools are able to pass bonds and some are not. So yeah. they're having to use their there's, you know, their they're maybe they're patching roofs instead yeah. of you know, giving raises or, mm-hmm. or whatever it happens to be. Another thing they did this year, and, and we'd started to see this a couple of years ago, Ellen and I have been talking about dedicated revenue, or the, you'll hear them called apportionments, or you'll hear off mm-hmm. the top dollars. Those are all kind of the same type of thing where the state has a certain amount of money and, and you take so much off the top. So you only have, you know, a, a lesser amount to, to, right. to actually dedicate, right? So those have always come off the top and gone straight to agencies like Teacher Retirement System. Mm-hmm. $300 million traditionally has gone to TRS, and it's never counted in education funding. Right. Well, they don't like that because they want credit for that. So this year, they funneled that money through the State Department of Education. It's still going to TRS, so I'm not trying to raise any red flags. Mm-hmm. It, it, our it's our still retirement going. is being it's, funded. Yeah. But they want to count it towards education funding. So they want to show it as an increase in funding Funding. for education. It's not an increase in funding. It's the same funding. They're just counting it differently. And I don't necessarily disagree that they get credit for funding education in all the ways we fund education. I don't disagree with those statements. What I disagree with is the somewhat misleading way to say we've Mm -hmm. increased your funding when we haven't. Because that increase... if. To me, if they've increased funding, we should see an increase to our schools. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this budget you know. in that way is flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is zero extra dollars per pupil to any given school. And that's, that's, this is the first year in a while we haven't seen an increase. we rank 47th in per pupil funding. So we're now probably going to be 
48, 49. We we rank 51st. If you count the District of Columbia, we rank 51st in support Support employee pay. We know schools are really having a hard time staffing with zero extra money to schools that's not already earmarked for another purpose. How are we expecting them to give raises Mm -hmm. to teachers and this crazy teacher shortage we're in? Mm -hmm. What, What they will say is schools are sitting on some relief funds, just like our state is sitting on some relief funds. Those funds don't have to be spent until the end of next school year. So, you know, everyone is being super careful because we never know what kind of funding we're going to get. Mm -hmm. In many areas, we're getting uh, an increase in enrollment. We're getting, uh, you know, all the, all the costs, fuel is increasing, you know, how much, how much gas costs right now? Well, we're running buses and uh, deliveries and there's no telling that you may not even be able to buy a bus. Well, exactly. (laughs) So we don't want to seem not appreciative. Mm -hmm. We are, of course, we're appreciative, but we feel like in a year of record sales collection or Mm -hmm. tax collections and record relief dollars and record everything else, we could have seen stipends at the state level. We could have seen uh, some kind of an effort to uh, increase per pupil funding and and make us uh, competitive across Mm -hmm. Across our region, if not the nation. Yeah, we rank fourth in average teacher salary in our bordering states. Correct. And other states are giving raises. Yeah. So, oh, we'll fall. Not even non border states. Mm -hmm. You know, they're all, it's just, it's so disappointing that um, even, even the, even the, the federal funds that districts have. That is still, if they wanted to put that into salary, it's not salary. It's a one-time stipend because you don't want to put that in your budget and make it recurring when you know that's just one-time money. So right. one-time money has to be spent on one-time expense. Sure. So so there's only so much technology you can purchase. There's only so many hotspots hot you can spots. purchase. And, you know, with yeah. the first round of relief funds, we know districts did that when, yeah. when we were all at home. We had to do those things. So... You know there is a there is a statute that says a a teacher cannot make less next year mm-hmm. than they make this year unless their duties significantly change. So we can't put it in salary if that money is not recurring. Yeah. If we're not getting more per pupil, right. uh, so so all of those funds have to be spent on one time things. And so, yeah. um, you know, in in many cases it is increased gas prices and shipping costs and mm-hmm. whatever everything else that's gone up. Um, just like when we were talking about the governor's funds where where representative hilbert said we're losing money if it's sitting mm-hmm. i mean same thing for our school yeah. budgets right yeah. right uh, yeah. without an increase a flat budget is truly a cut at this point definitely so now what is our final countdown for for real for session when, when are we for <laughs> real for real for real for real i need to correct my <laughs> misinformation from last week oh you you have to say that word i was Wrong. I was. I, I'm fine with saying I'm wrong. I'm wrong. On, I always on, say it. I'm I wrong like on a regular on a basis. daily basis. Right. I was wrong. I think to your spouse, it's different. Yeah. But yeah, that's different. You guys are my people. <laughs> I have been saying the 31st. I have been saying the last day of May, and that is incorrect. It's the last Friday of May, which means next Friday, the 27th at 5 p.m. is the hard stop deadline. They don't for get to session. go to like 11:59 on the last day. Wow. Not on the last day. So, so do you expect late night sessions next week? You know, not really. No. What what we're hearing is they're going to finish up today. Now, today it's since it's not the last day, it's it can go till whatever time they need to go till. There's quite a few bills on both agendas. Still, conference committee uh, uh, 
uh, agreements to be accepted or rejected and whatever. Uh, still a few education bills. I mean, the, the, the budget passed. Uh, we saw, um, goodness, what did we see? Uh, 30, uh, House Bill 3564, the scholarship bill, got off the House yeah. floor yesterday. I, I fully expect it to get off the Senate floor today if nothing wacky happens. Um, we saw Senate Bill 615, the bathroom a bill mm -hmm, for transgendered mm -hmm. students, yeah. uh, was sent to the governor last night or can be sent to the governor today. I guess it passed uh, both chambers and um, we fully anticipate the governor signing it. Um, so, so a few education bills are still happening, but lots and lots of other bills. Uh, we saw some movement on bills that affect uh, schools, but we haven't really talked much about it. It's the tax protest bills. We've had the county oh, assessor yeah. on before. Yeah. We had the Minko superintendent on yeah. to kind of explain that at what, uh, last year sometime. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All the tax process, like 80, right. $80 million tied right. up. So two or bills. Was it billion, Ellen? I think it was just million. <laughs> it was just million. It was millions, it was just but it is a lot it's for a lot of many. Districts. So two bills passed to address that yesterday. So hopefully we can uh, reroute where those protests go and mm -hmm. kind of create a, 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 a tax court so that it's not caught up in all the other courts yeah. because they're years and years behind. Yeah. So, so some movement on some of those types of things. But all of that to say, uh, they think they'll be done. Rumor has it. How about that? Oh, mm -hmm. Rumor has it they'll they'll finish tonight. <gasps> really? And then they'll recess. Oh, they'll recess. They'll okay. recess. And then maybe not come back until Thursday or Friday, depending on what the governor does with budget bills. And then I don't think the budget veto overrides are the only things we'll see. I think we may see that financial disclosure for governor appointees. Uh -huh. I think we might see a couple of more. Yes. Okay. So they recess. Is it just like they're recessing to the call of the chair? That's what Correct. they'll say. Does somebody have to sit in the chamber? No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Only have to be in the chamber on a day that they actually have session because it won't count. Those days won't count as a day of session. You know, you have oh. to do so many days. Okay. But they've reached that point. Mm -hmm. They've, they've met their quota of days. Okay. They've, they've done what they want to do. And you know, everyone who has a, a race, this is an election year. Yeah. Everyone who has an opponent is itching to go start knocking doors and, and, uh, run for office like mm. they are normally doing by this time. This has gotten so interesting these last, really this has, has been an interesting session. It has. I just, mm -hmm. you know, frankly, very ugly. It, yeah. It's gotten it was, personal. Yeah. Uh, not to me necessarily. I mean, I take it very personally, obviously. <laughs> but like between the chambers. Yes. And, it, and, and really attacking people's character yeah. where it's been, you know, House and Senate or Republican Democrat. You hear that often mm -hmm. on all, all session, every session. But, but people, are, people are attacking each other within their own party, within their own caucus sometimes. And mm -hmm. it's, it's... They all, they need a recess, yeah. is what you're saying. Everybody need needs a, a break. Everybody <laughs> so, needs a break. So back to the the budget and the... Have some of the, some of those bills have made it through... I'm not made it through. I, I said that wrong. But like to committee, some have gone through JCAB. Budget bills? Yeah. Yeah, they all so have. They all, they've all been through JCAB. Okay. Uh, they are all... Are they ready to be flipped? They are. Mm -hmm. Okay. They are like, uh, well... If, if we take the education, but to be honest, I don't follow all of them. Okay. I follow the education yeah. one. It was off, got off the house floor yesterday, Senate floor this morning. Okay. So it will be sent to the governor. Oh, oh, they don't have to like, they just do it in their own chamber. Yep. And then, cause they're the same. No, no. No, they're no, not they the have same. to, they have same to go bill. to both chambers. Same bill got off the house floor yesterday. Oh, to the went, Senate and it today. went over to yes. the Senate. Got it off was the like Senate floor over correct, there. Correct. So it's not like they have identical and they have to flip them. Right. That would be silly. 
That, right. I just thought that in my mind after I said it out loud <laughs> um, and realized that was just kind of silly to say. You're but I, I know. So, okay. So then they're ready. Okay. I just put this in the space. Is there any thought that the governor would veto the budget bill? Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I believe... Uh, the governor's office and his staff have made multiple comments to the media, to anybody that's listening, that they were not called into the budget negotiations early enough, not as early as they normally are, and they were not asked if they agree. I, I don't know if that's true or not. No, we're not in those rooms. Mm-hmm. Many, many legislators are not in those rooms. So the the whole reason for leaving this five-day period to override is the expectation that he may very well uh, veto parts of the budget. Oh. I didn't you know, he can that. line item he can veto. Line it. Oh. He can veto whole big chunks of it. Wow. He can veto the whole shebang. This truly has been a session of I'm taking my toys and I'm going home. It really has. It really has. I didn't get a win on this, so you're not going to get a win on this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm looking forward to our conversation next week to see how it kind of hopefully wraps up. You can't see our fingers (laughs) crossed, but they're all crossed. Viewers, listeners, they're like, our toes are crossed, our fingers are crossed. Exactly. Everything. My legs are crossed. (laughs) The whole thing. Well, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Well, let's just take some time and catch up with Catherine. On June the 2nd, uh, if you're a National Board Certified Teacher, we are having, uh, we're helping co-sponsor with the um, OEQA, the, our National Board Summit that we've done for multiple years now, where we bring together our National Board Certified Teachers in Oklahoma. Um, it will be at Coles Garden. We did this last year there, and it was so I just, Ellen, it was like zenful, you know, the the outside parts and we had, um, we had yoga that we did. We did um, professional learning during the day, but it's our day to celebrate. And as a NBCT, uh, it's the day to celebrate our new national board teachers, as well as those that are continuing and just to come together and work on our advocacy. So maybe next year we can get a national board bill pass through the legislature. We're we're going to get this done. But that's on June the 2nd. And it was in the edge, how to register for that. And I know we're going to be hustling today. When I say hustle, it's a text message that we're going to be sending out to all of our members. And then summer leadership is coming up at June 22nd and 23rd afternoon of the 22nd. Uh, If you're a local president, you received in the president to president email from me um, nominations, a way to nominate members for emerging leaders. We're bringing this back. And this is a way to help members learn uh, leadership skills and to help put them on a leadership pathway. And so that's kind of a unique thing that we're doing. That's in the afternoon of the 22nd. And then all day on the 23rd, we're going to be at Embassy Suites on Northwest Expressway in I-44. And then lastly, Ellen, okay, so you're, you may help me out with this. So the other day, I was so surprised. I got a new voter ID. And why did I get that? Yeah. So you know, they did redistricting um, this past year because every, they have to, as yeah, soon as the census every comes census, out, yeah. we have to reapportion all of those spots. So 
um, a couple of districts were literally moved. Um, two rural districts came to either side of OKC Metro. Oh, wow. A Senate district is taking over kind of the Yukon Mustang area. Okay. House district is out in Choctaw, Hara, Jones area. Okay. So even within our own staff, we all went to um, OK Voter Portal. It's a website. You can Google uh-huh. it. You put in your first, last name, name. and birth date, yep. and it will show you kind of what your new district is or your current district. Yeah, mine, whatever did, yours, mine did not change. Yours My did not change. didn't change. But and I would say in our legislative communication staff, 60% of us had wow. at least one of our districts had changed. So I, yeah. I really encourage members right now to like, Remind yourself to check and then remind your family and friends to check. And, you know, you bring up a great point about the voter portal because um, primary is what, June 28th. Yes. And, you know, a lot of people are out of town and that is a this is going to be a huge primary. But on that voter portal, in fact, I've already done it. I've said I need an absentee ballot because I I know I'm going to be out of town. And so I don't want to miss I don't want to miss voting. Yep. And so a great place to, and it even gives you like, it, it notifies you of local elections. It is a great tool to have. And it will. And so I will say when you go to that voter portal, you might see like house district 46 and you're like, well, what was my house district before? So it yeah. may take you an extra step to find out who was your legislator before who or who yeah. was your legislator now. And it might be the same, but that OK Voter Portal also, when it gets closer to the election, will show you a sample ballot. Yes, that's what I love. Yeah, I love that, especially too. when it comes to like school board races. I'm, <laughs> my husband and I will go. Hey, do we have an election today? And I was like, I don't know. And so we go there, and it says yes, and we see the sample ballot. Yeah. And then I start contacting all my friends in the district I live in and say, who Who do you recommend? Actually, when I say I contact my friends, I contact the teachers I know in that district, <laughs> and I say, who would you recommend? And so I do all that kind of good stuff. So that's that's great. And that was in our edge. Yes, it's in. Gonna, we're going to just keep pushing, pushing it. It's it. So definitely. critical. Um, actually, one of our staff members where he votes changed. Oh, see, and I so didn't... that is another key piece that yeah. I I was unaware that that yeah. was even a potential until um, he told us. So yeah. there's just multiple things that you need to be sure of before yeah. June 28th. I know that is that's great information. So hey, uh, are the boys out of school yet? Oh, they are. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I saw this like meme because I am like a non, you know, the non-teacher on yeah. the staff team. So, you know, it's like we're the people that are like teachers are like celebrating the last day and yeah. like parents are just like, <laughs> yeah, I know. you know, so happy, sad. I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm happy to have them. They yeah. slip in and they're, they're happy to be done and yeah. take a break. They're, so. they're excited. They're You're, very, they're, they are excited. They are very excited. So it's, it's always this. Happy, sad. I always had happy, sad moments at the end of school because um, for so many of my students, and it doesn't always happen this way, they end of school was not a fun time for them because they didn't know what they were going to be doing during the summertime. And so we would always do a countdown till I get to see you again Aww. next year. And so just be mindful of people that, you know, sometimes summer's not a happy time for yeah. kids and um, find ways to help support them. We, um, on our, my kids had a third grade teacher and she retired this year. They both had her after 44 oh. years of teaching and OKCPS. I oh, have to, what a Lisa Kongs, I know she doesn't listen to this, yeah. but I, I, I cried at yes. her retirement because I just, it's magical to me that, yeah. um, yeah. Our, the profession that you all chose. And so, oh. and watching someone go through that journey is yeah. really exciting it's and being awesome. a part of it yeah. is even 
more special. So well, and happy retirement to all. Yes. I I have seen multiple, uh, know multiple people that are retiring this year. So thank you for your service. Thank you for everything you've done for our babies here in Oklahoma. And uh, just thank you. Mm-hmm. And thank you all for joining us today. And thank you, Ivy, for um, enlightening us on session. And thanks, everyone, for listening to Fried Okra, the public education podcast for Oklahomans. I'm Ellen Pogamiller with the Oklahoma Education Association. And I'm Catherine Bishop, president of OEA. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Fried Okra on Apple Podcasts. You can also contact us at friedokrapodcast at gmail.com. We hope you'll join us again next week. Until then, keep fighting the good fight for public education. <laughs>